It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. It won't be long now. All the scumbags will be gone. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Stephen Miller. What you say? Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. Alex Azar. What you say? Hit the road. Dr. Sean Connolly, Dr. Ben Carson, and Dr. Jerry Adams. Hey, boy! Bye bye bye! Goodbye! Bye bye bye! Dr. Quack Atlas, he already left. I got a hunch he's going to buy himself a van and assume the Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> He even looked like Dr. Kevorkian a little bit, like a shrimpier version. But at least for now, won't see him no more. Bye bye bye! Bye bye bye! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He'll either go to jail or uh, be on one of those uh, right-wing networks. But uh, he's going to render himself irrelevant uh, very soon. He can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if you run mine. That's not to say, of course, they will be gone. But at least they'll be out, out of the White House. At least they'll be out of our lives, for the most part. No more Ivanka, no more Jared. It can only be Jared. No more bad breath Betsy DeVos. Oh, be glad to see the end of Kaylee. Go back to Tampa, Kaylee. Get your fluffy blonde hair done. And you can be a bitchy housewife. All you'll ever be. Oh, not to mention that weird face. Steve Mnuchin. Malaria. Well, Melania can just lay back down in the crate she was delivered in. Best. I can't stand that slut. Louis DeJoy. Oh, goodbye, cruel world. I'm off to join the circus. Gonna be a broken hearted clown. Goodbye, cruel world. No more. No more. No. No more. No more. I don't wanna see you again. Don Jr. Eric Trump. Not to mention the diaper Don. I won! I won! 
again. I don't want to see you again. No. I don't want to see you again. No. I don't want to see you again. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9-1470-WWNN. Welcome everyone to the Brit Summer Show, the only political talk show you can dance to. Well, I had an interesting Thanksgiving holiday. I want to share this with you because maybe this happened to you. Or as the commercial used to say, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> I'm 200 miles away, and I fill my tank with contaminated gasoline. Filled it up to the top, oh, right up to the brim. With uh, uh, This is Florida, so it was filled with water, oily ducks, maybe an alligator. Everything was inside my, uh, my gas tank. And how did I know this? Because shortly after I pulled out of there and I was driving down the road, it started doing this. Now, granted, my car is uh, 14 years old. It's got 108,000 miles on it, but I keep it pristine. I keep it running. Everything in it is clean. Uh, (laughs) And I had the 100,000-mile tune-up. I I knew it couldn't have been that. Yet it wouldn't stall. It just kept going. So the best I could diagnose is that there was water in the gas tank. Well, what do you do to get rid of the water in a gas tank? Well, the natural answer is you drain the tank and flush the system. Okay, my sister happens to have a garage where I can do that. You just take the back seat out, remove the gas pump, and use a sump pump to drain the tank. Uh, But then you have to wonder, what do you do with the old gasoline? Where do you dump it? And then it occurred to me, damn it, if I was only a Republican, I could have dumped it down a sewer drain. But uh, I do have a conscience, and uh, so I abandoned that idea. Instead, I let the car run for four hours to burn the gas out, got uh, dryer treatment for it and uh, injector cleaner. And then I went to uh, Shell, which has the highest rated gas. And <laughs> I don't buy it because it's expensive. And uh, so I got the Shell 93 Nitro. And uh, then uh, after a while, it started to run better. Uh, some of the water left. So 80 miles south of where I was heading, it happened again. On the tur- on on the prestigious Florida Turnpike, the car was going. So, but at least I got home safely. It was it was an adventure. And where did I get the contaminated gas? The gas with the water in the, I guess the unmaintained underground tanks i shouldn't mention the name of racetrack gasoline a place that i never get gas but i was out of town so i'll never go there again Uh, did i mention racetrack gasoline racetrack you pump your gas there at your own peril so the update on that is uh letting the tank run out and by that time it'll be oh by the way i took it into nissan when i got home It, it is a nissan and they were kind enough not to charge me for pulling up to the breezeway. So I asked him all the questions. I told him what I was doing. And I was advised to do one of two things. One, burn everything out of it down to empty. Or they could drain the tank and flush the system. 
Well, how much is that? And he said, $6,000 and one Cadillac. Well, actually, it was $600, so <clears throat> as I speak, I'm letting it run down to empty. As Jackson Brown would well advise. So it comes as no surprise that we have, and it's, by now we know, <laughs> everything we said was going to happen. It's, it's happening. You don't want to go, but he's going to have to go. I wanted to, I hate to give Bill Maher credit, but it was a funny line. Best way to get uh, Trump out of the White House is with two hookers and a guy with a net. <laughs> Once in a while, he hits it. Meanwhile, we got, speaking of flat, duh, we got, uh, <laughs> I can only tell you what I've been hearing because I have no facts to base this on. Because here in flat, duh, our governor has seen to it that there are no facts to base our uh, COVID positivity rates or death rates. There's there's no way to know. Uh, I mean, all the numbers you're hearing is just guesswork because it's being buried and uh, manipulated. So the way I hear it, many people are saying it's uh, one out of three in flat, duh, are positive. Now, I know the vaccine will be out, uh, but we're not going to get it. No. Medical personnel, uh, as they should, they're getting it first. That makes perfect sense. Probably the elderly, then the children. And then after that, months and months from now, probably six months from now, if you're lucky and you're not already a millionaire, who they'll get it too, uh, then maybe if you're lucky, you'll get the uh, vaccine. That is to say, if it works and the side effects don't kill you. But by then, we'll have a real CDC, a real FDA, back functioning again and uh, hopefully by then uh, yeah then it will be approved and uh, safe for consumption so uh, as far as Florida is concerned this governor he's going to make certain that nobody gets it at all because he doesn't believe it, it exists and now he's leaderless now his uh, big uh, orange daddy's going to go away what you going to do Ron well he's like uh, his orange daddy's doing the uh, scorched earth thing that's what uh, DeSantis is doing he's going to introduce new gun laws and the one he really wants to introduce is when you can legally run people over with your car now that happens all the time here (laughs) but it's not legal yet Uh, but death sentence we'll see to it that it is and I would love to see uh, and I'm going to do what I can uh, to get a recall effort going it won't work because uh, we've only got at best, six blue counties in Florida, and the other 62 are all bright, shiny red. So I don't see that happening, but got to do something. We can't, we can't afford that guy for two more years. But it's a luck, thanks to the villages. Thanks to those old, cranky, miserable, old Prince Machabelli-smelling farts. Yeah, I was up uh, mid-state, and uh, <laughs> it's... But Florida, there's no laws. I mean, as far as uh, PPEs or rational protection from uh, the COVID, uh, nothing here. You're on your own, Pally. And it's nice to see that down the south part, south of the lake, where I live, uh, people are taking precautions and they're wearing masks. Uh, some have the uh, shields on. I wear gloves. That I have not seen. But when I was up in the mid part of the state, uh, well, it depends what section. Further north you go, up in the pea picker counties, uh, no masks, no nothing. Like nothing's going on. Uh, but uh, there's some parts of, oh, like Orlando, that they are wearing masks, despite what the governor wants us to do, which is 
die. You will all die. And his uh, and his, his supporters in the villages want the same thing, apparently, because they're going to die uh, in no time flat. And so they want to take everybody with them. The villages. I drive a Mercury that's three lanes wide. I can't see over the view because I'm three foot five. I have a tank of oxygen to keep me alive. <laughs> my name is High. My name is High. My name is High. Got a coupon for Sun Sweet Juice, so I bought five. But the cashier told me it was only for the larger size. I walked away in disgust after farting in line. Cause my name is High, my name is High, my name is High. Went to the oily boy for dinner at five. The soup was cold, the doctor browns, all they had was lime. So when they handed me the check, I left them a dime. Cause my name is High, my name is High, my name is High. My condo sets the rules that I live by. No younger than 92, but still alive. No stories in the pool, but diapers are fine. Cause my name is High, my name is High, my name is High. Now speaking of the villages, this is something to think about next time you're at the store waiting online for some old fart to figure out how to use the ATM machine. Here's something to think about. ATM machines and ATM cards have been around since 1972. Makes you kind of wonder. Were they 85 back then? You're listening to the Brit Summer Show and coming up, uh, for those of you familiar with me and the show and where I've come from and where I've worked before, you've heard the name George Rodriguez. And he passed away, not from COVID, strangely at 55, he passed away back in July. Go back in my archives, you'll hear all about it. He was my dearest friend and we worked together and, and were friends for a good part of 29 years. Uh, so if you hear me mention his name a lot, even though this show is half local, half not, uh, for the local listeners, you might find this of interest. Uh, for my national uh, listeners, uh, it's still fun stuff. Of course, i got to give a backstory and everything, but that's okay. It is his birthday. He would have been 56, and I'm going to do a uh, mini tribute. Not the whole show. Already, I've done two shows on him already, but... Coming up before this show is through, I've got a little bit of audio I'm going to share with the rest of the audience. But first, I've got to just... I, seriously? <laughs> Come on, Joe. Or as, as Joe Biden would say, Come on, man. They're floating the name of Tom Perez for AG? Tom Perez? No! Not that marshmallow! Not that crowd-pleasing, glad-handing, back-slabbing. No! <laughs> I mean, because they said, well, we need a Hispanic. Well, never mind Hispanic. How about Preet Bahara, ex-AG of New York, who, who got fired by Trump? Oh, he'd be good. Tom Perez? Mr. Gladhander? 
Are you kidding? No, 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 no. I mean, he didn't pick him. Not yet. Not as of the recording of the show. However, he's on the short list. No, not Tom Perez. Oh, nothing's gonna get done. And he was one of the part of the tribe that wanted to forgive all the crimes that took place in previous administrations. He was one of them. That's not what we need right now. Especially even to this day. They're still committing crime. I mean, this this con game he's got with the uh, $170 million that he's making with this, this phony pack that he's got. That's got to send him to prison. Come on, prosecute this guy. Four years, crime after crime after crime, and you're going to let him go? If you put Tom Perez in charge, nothing's going to get done. He won't, he won't lift a... Let's move forward. Let's not think about the past. Boy, you want to give Trump a, a going-away present? Make Tom Perez uh, attorney general. Not Glenn Kirshner, not Preet Bahara. There's so many great choices. You Okay, so so he's they're not Hispanic. Kirshner's a Jew. Bahara, I think, is an Indian or a Middle East. Okay, got to be a Hispanic. And besides, aren't there any better Hispanic attorneys than Tom Perez? Oh, for Christ's sake, no. Oh, no, not Tom Perez. Don't do it, Joe, please. We got this, uh, not appointed yet, but this uh, Mignon Clyburn, who I call Filet Mignon Clyburn, <laughs> just so happens to be the daughter of Senator James Clyburn. No, there won't be any nepotism in this administration. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I guess there will be. But from the research I've done, at least, at least... She didn't work for a telecom lobby shop, which is what we've had from Obama all the way till now. And yeah, Obama, who, by the way, and I'm going to play the audio for you in a moment. He's starting to figure out after it took him eight years, but he's starting to figure out maybe the FCC could, could do something about this. Well, he had Tommy Wheeler, who have done a thousand shows on Tom Wheeler, who wasn't half as bad as Ajit Pie with his big greasy teeth, and you won't be seeing Ajit Pie anymore. But that's the problem. He hit on it. That's the problem. Because we've got all the, all of my Democratic friends are. What's firing them up like that? What's making them threaten even their own people? I I think that we're going to have a larger challenge in figuring out what to do about this splintered media landscape. Um, and I've, I've said this before, but I, I can't emphasize this enough. When you and I were growing up, you know, you had Walter Cronkite, David Brinkley, you, you, right, John Chancellor. It wasn't scintillating television, but whether you were a conservative or a liberal, you got your news from the same place. So you had some common baseline of facts, and now you don't. And how you change that formula with the internet and 5,000 cable stations and uh, the death of small town newspapers and, and you know, uh, even local TV now being bought up by Sinclair so that they're now pumping out sort of a, a more uniform uh, uh, ideological line on everything. Uh, that makes things more difficult. Absolutely correct, sir. It starts online, and the deal is closed on AM radio. The deal is closed 
on AM radio. Nobody listens to AM radio. These monsters do. It's the only voice on the air. They're issued their marching orders online and then given their directives on the radio. you got to remember, a lot of these poor slobs that keep voting Republican can't afford to have a computer. Or, or if they have a phone, it's a flip. They listen to the AM radio with no alternative voices, nobody to counter what they're listening to. No, nothing. So you can bet your bottom dollar that the hate talkers, especially the local ones that I don't know, that you don't know, but every town has their own, and somehow they're being supplemented for airtime because I sure as hell can't sell any decent products. So they're getting financed to be on the air. These no-namers, and no talents, by the way, who have never been on the radio before, but there they are. Because it's no longer required to have a license. I talked about this with uh, Nicole Sandler a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it is important to be a licensed broadcaster. There, there was a reason for it. So now you got some irresponsible punks on the air. And that's, yes, yes, there you go. There's your answer. That's who's firing them up. There's your 50 to 70 million Trump supporters that, that, well, Trump voters, his hardcore supporters are around 35% of that 70%. But all of those 70% that voted, they're on Fox, they're on OAN, they're on Newsmax, and they're, and they're listening to the AM hate talkers on radio, Limbaugh, Levin, and Hannity. Constantly. All day long. Over their toaster. But don't, don't, don't confuse the Democrats with that. We don't want to hear about that. <laughs> foolishness, you're talking foolishness, and you're just some dumb tranny in South Florida. What do you know? Who the hell are you? Well, I'm speaking to you before all the fireworks in Georgia this weekend. The orange criminal clown is, is going to uh, Georgia, and already they're threatening their own people. They're threat- the Republicans are threatening other Republicans. They're threatening their lives. They're threatening their families. They're going to their homes. And, you know, well, hey, they put that monster in office. La-di-da-di-da. Bunch of smelly crackers with guns are going to be there uh, uh, screaming at their own people. (laughs) So, okay, okay. That's right, that's right. It's rigged, it's rigged. Don't vote, don't vote. Whatever you do, don't vote. (laughs) They're targeting Georgia because they have a population of, the well, I don't know. It's a contest. Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, or or <laughs> Georgia. Where are you going to get the most gun-toting, toothless beer bellies? Uh, I guess Georgia's a good spot. Now, getting back to what I was saying earlier, uh, this is George Rodriguez's birthday, the first one since he's been gone. He passed away in July. I'm not going to go all through that again. But I did hundreds, hundreds of comedy bits for George when he was on the air and when he was on SoFlo. And this is one of them. I'm going to kick it off with this. True story. When he was embarrassed for having to shop for tampons for his teenage daughter. I got tampons on a string. I got them for my daughter. A little string you pull with your finger For my girl or my wife 
they should fit like a glove. I got the ones with the wings. Guess you toss them like a paper plane. Deodorized, so the odor doesn't linger. With super absorbency for the blood. She said, get pads with the wings. But all I could find were the ones with the strings. When I asked the dot head where they were in the store, he used the intercom to say, I owe four. I got tampons and a string. I felt like such a homo. I carried a pink box to the cashier where they would look at me. They were staring at me. They would look at me and say, Look at that pussy whip smoke. Yeah, that story filled up a couple of shows <laughs> talking about what he had to do. And, and, and basically, I drew audio sketches of uh, George's life. And uh, I mean, there's so much I can play on this show, but no one would get it. But just to give you a little background, uh, uh, the fun we have on the air. This was just after WQAM. We're going to September 2009. And George and I had just put together a online radio network, which uh, will remain nameless because uh, who, the, whoever took it over ruined everything and buried it, along with uh, George's memory. So there's just a, a little bit of audio. Which, uh, to give you an overview, uh, George and I did a daily show, Monday through Friday, a four-hour show. So we talked about lots of things. And in this particular one, fellow talk show host Joe Castello called in, and we were all discussing it. <laughs> we were all talking about when uh, WQAM, which was a sports station, and here, here's the, the funny part. When a radio station management chooses the format of sports, they're hoping that's a format that non-contestable, non-political, non-this, and uh, fun for the whole family to enjoy. It's all American apple pie and Chevrolet. And speaking of Chevrolet, dealerships were the number one sponsors on there, along with your assorted and sundry Florida con games, which you had those. Trump hotels advertised on the show. But by far, the most common sponsorship we had on WQAM from 1997 to 2009 were strip joints and swing clubs. Two swing clubs, as memory serves. And George was talking about the fun we had at the swing clubs with, with uh, the entire staff of WQAM, which were invited, and it was all plus one, bring somebody. And Joe was calling him because I made a comedy bit about him going to the swing. This is the way the story went. He was in a swing club, and some old man was... Uh, working one off over his head, and he got some in his hair. <laughs> and to this day, he denies it happened. Okay, maybe it didn't, but the thing of it is, it's funny. So I did a comedy bit about it, and we were talking about that. So I'm going to play you the audio of us discussing that, and um, keep in mind, this is 2009 before I was publicly out as Brit Summers. I was still Boca Brian. So keep that in mind when he keeps referring to my penis. Radio in a bit. Now, what uh, spew problem were you questioning? <laughs> Remember 
Boca Brian years ago, remember how we used to all go carousing together? And among the places that we would all go together would be the various swing clubs where we had the hookup. We had the free hookup. Yes. I have to, I've, I've spent my life explaining to people that I never did anything there because my wife went with me and she guarantees that I never have any fun while she's around, which is why I don't take her around. As I'm aware of you saying that. As often as I used to. Well, uh, everybody else, if you recall, like, I'm the one that wound up with the reputation, but everybody else had all kinds of adventures. You're the witness. Not that you were, but you're the witness. We would go there with coworkers. I'm really glad that you heard that and brought this up. We would go there with coworkers, friends and coworkers, and everyone else was having a good time. Boca Brian got a, had a good time. Everybody, really? Yeah, oh, at least once that I know of. As a matter of fact, that's how I know that Boca Brian has a large penis. The one time that I walked into the back room with the towels on, with the entire group, by the way, it wasn't alone, there was Boca Brian uh, with his penis in some chick's hand. Really? That is it's fantastic. This is the first time I've even heard of that. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. I just want to say this right now. Boca Brian's penis. I'm, uh, it's amazing. He's, 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 shorter, he's shorter on his feet than he is on his back. Trust me when I tell I'm not, you. I'm not participating in this conversation. Look at Brian. But anyway. Jealous of him. But anyway. See, but I, he I didn't know you didn't. He, I thought you got some on you. He That's did why that I song. Did you know the song, song Spoo Drops? Yes. And everything. Yeah. He did that. Remember, you had this, you told a story about you were back there with uh, with your significant other and some other people. And I don't know exactly what it was that you were doing at the time. But you turn, and here's this... Here's this old man with it all out, yes. working it, and like inches from your face. That's true. Whereupon you moved. I said, I told Brian, he, Joe took evasive action, and they moved before anything happened. You know, before the grenade went off, Joe and company dove into another, into another area. And that's, I was not that's, splattered upon it. That's, that's my understanding right. of how the story went, and, uh, and I'm glad that you're quick. here to re, uh, reaffirm that. Squirt, squirt. React much too quickly. However... It could have happened, could and have. everything you say is true. It was, you know, that whole environment. It was half about being there and sure. half about looking around. But oh, you didn't yeah. want to be the jerk that was obviously looking around, so it had to be kind of covert sure. operation. Oh, we were and cool. You get into a position where you could be doing stuff, but you're actually checking out what's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some dude decided to happen into a position where. He was uh, dangerously high. close. <laughs> yeah, too close and for comfort. Too close for cum. For when you notice you're scanning the room and you're scanning. Imagine you're scanning through a, a binocular. Okay. You're looking at this distance, and all of a sudden there's something really close to you. And it's this hairy sack. I know Harry Sack. Oh my good friend Harry. Yes, Harry Sack. <laughs> Johnny's brother. It wasn't Kiwi. No. So then you, you know, get out of there. You get out of there. You yeah, man. You Time to move stop. along. Just walk away. Just walk away and get get the hell out of Dodge. Move along. No which is what we did. And, oh. and of course, there was giggles afterwards. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. That was great. As with any near uh, frightening experience. Without but, um, yes. Those were the days, man. Those were the, Those days. Were the days. Without naming names, our, some of our coworkers, and this is one of those things where I always tell people, I'm tired of being surprised. From the time I was a little kid, always being surprised about the people that you hear who are up to something. You know, it's always the people that, that like to talk about other people the most. It's always the people that point their finger. I remember our coworkers who would go there with us. These are the same people that would be like, you want me to go where? What? I don't know. Those same green persimmon sucking prigs were the first ones into the back room, mm -hmm. and then they become 
coming out of there with a smile on their face, like giggling like idiots. Oh man, I, you're not going to believe what I just did. Yeah. Uh, everybody exactly. around us was getting action, except for like, uh, I know me. Uh, I don't know what you were doing, but not me. No, no action. No we, action. Just taking in the scene. Being we could name names. I could name names right now, but I don't want to incriminate anyone. But I remember coworkers and and associates, friends and coworkers who went there and they they got it wet. They got yeah. off and wet, but not that's us. Thing. Dove right in. Dove right in. Right in. And that's that's their deal. I agree that their identities and their it's a private business. But sure. you're right because this is not just uh, with this. This is a metaphor for life. It's always right. it's everything. Always. Everybody's got something right. going on. Sure. Anybody that says if it's a politician or a church guy, they're sure. against it. They're doing it. They're doing they it. Love it. They're doing they it. They want it. They obfuscate by pointing their finger at other people. Hey, pay attention to that guy. Not me. I'm not doing any of those things. It was things a fun environment, though. I have to say, we were welcomed into that world. You we bet. Ch- checked happy out that people. world. It was, it was, it was fine. They well, were happy people because we, they were getting laid. We should get a sponsor like that again. Yeah, let's get another sponsor like that again. We'll go there and uh, and do some appearances, and if they pay us enough. Bob Brian can use his uh, tree trunk with the apple on the end of it. <laughs> sure. Put this oh, flow logo on the sh- <laughs> What are we, we going to do with the extra room? Put a yeah. slogan on the other side? Radio with a pair. We could, maybe we we could, could print the banner from it. Put a life-size picture of the beast on we it. Could, we could all print our resumes in 14-point font on it and still have room left over. I thought I wasn't going to get involved in the I'm Boca sorry, Brian I just, you know. Conversation you see, Boca somehow. Brian, see, the best thing, that's why Boca Brian has this, this inferiority complex, because the best part of him you can't see, and if you did see it, you'd call the cops. Smooth drops keep falling on my head, and I just can't wait to get back on my own clean bed. Not that I complain, but my girlfriend, I'm falling, and the smooth drops keep falling. That kind of thing is gonna happen when you swing. A consequence of a crowded mattress in the orgy room. Spoon drops keep falling on my head. Took my girlfriend to the swing club for a good time But instead, now she's mad at me So, next time I better just bring my umbrella And that should keep the spoo drops off her and me Happy birthday, George! You are missed. Really missed. We all love you. We miss suds. Ugh. It's all kind of like dissipating. Speaking of dissipating, that's what happens at the first half hour of this show. And I thank everybody on the ground for tuning in. Uh, there's going to be a lot more coming your way online. Squirt, squirt. So stay tuned on thebritsummershow.com. Or if you're listening to me now on SoundCloud, stick around. I'll be right back. But for everybody else on the air who misses the one-hour version on the schedule, (laughs) I'll see you here next week on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. This is the WWN Network. WWNN. 
Feeding South Florida. It's Florida's leading domestic hunger relief organization, the largest and most efficient food bank serving Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive-through food distributions. If you're able to, please donate today at feedingsouthflorida.org. That's feedingsouthflorida.org. This is a stressful time for everyone, and it can be frustrating when some people in your community refuse to take the pandemic seriously. They feel the pandemic is somehow a hoax or a ploy. To what end, I'm not sure. You know, the people who protest against a virus. But let's not let our frustration with those people get the better of us. Let's be civil. Don't call them COVIDiots. Don't call them logically challenged. Don't call them severely allergic to the obvious. Semi-sentient sandwich bags. Overconfident farts. Snot goblins. Pandemic pinheads. The dangerously terrified. Virally vexed. Super stupid spreaders. Maskless morons. Cootie clowns. Living, breathing bad ideas. COVID fodder told you so before pictures the common sense immune the saliently shambolic the it's not happening to me or anyone i know so it doesn't exist brain trust the scientifically averse or just willfully ignorant i mean all of those are pretty good though <laughs> we all just want everyone to stay healthy so we can get back to some sort of normal as soon as possible so wear a mask when you need to socially distance when you need to be safe be smart and don't be a snot goblin sorry 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 there's a sparkle in the air silvery magic everywhere it's the happy holiday sound of the brit summers show Holidays, they is upon us. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and of course, the SoFlo channel where you can hear more 
of the George Rodriguez shows that uh, you just heard earlier on the show. And a lot of it's from WQAM, and it sounds pristine and as if it was uh, done yesterday. That's the SoFloChannel.com. SoFlo Channel, that is to say. And you'll hear this show stuck in there, uh, you know, for uh, filler time anyway. I'd like to thank all of my new listeners for tuning in, and especially all my new listeners in Ireland. Oh! I, <laughs> I talked about that last week. Thanks for tuning in. I welcome you all and everybody else in Europe that enjoys this show. I'm going to have to go back to my SoundCloud stats and see if anybody else is tuning in from Europe. Because even with the COVID, believe you me, I'd rather be there than here. So thank you all, and thanks again for everyone who has contributed. And of course, the, the most important and only sponsor of this show, Ernie! We love you! Thanks, Ernie. I, I have your request right here, and I'm going to get to it in just a moment. So just keep your pants on. It's coming up. I just want to get this out of the way because it's, it's been bugging me. The Progressive Voices Network. And I have to be very careful about this because Nicole's on there. And I've trashed them before. Uh, the people who run the Progressive Voices Network, they don't like me. And you'll never hear this show on there and eh, whatever. And again, their hearts were in the right place. You know, they're trying to stream progressive programming. That's, that's commendable. Uh and I salute them on that. However, if you're going to program something... Okay, first let me clarify. They do stream national shows with professional broadcasters, namely Randy Rhodes and Nicole Sandler. Uh, I don't know if they stream uh, Steph anymore, and I don't know if they stream Mike Malloy anymore. I don't think they do. But everything in between is like... Uh, <laughs> amateur podcasting time it's like all the amateur podcasts uh, congregate on progressive voices and in between you hear some good stuff uh but it's torture in between now let me explain to the audience that when you're when you're doing a radio show or a podcast or something and you want to promote it it's always a good idea to take the highlight of your show the, the most compelling part of your show to uh ignite the curiosity of the listener to maybe want to tune in and hear you. So you'd want to get the best part of any show you did and use that for a promo. Well, these people don't know how to do that. I mean, the stuff. And I only listen because <clears throat> PV's easy on my phone. I really try to avoid it at all costs. But there was, there's some guy on there. And I don't know his name because I don't want to remember it. Um, he obviously listens to me and and if you're listening out there whoever you are uh i want to uh thank you for listening to my show and i do know you listen because not long after i talked about father coughlin one of the pioneer right-wing hate talkers on radio uh you did a segment on your show about it mm. except for one thing if you're going to talk about right-wing radio and its beginnings and 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 how how all we have now is just right-wing radio, you may want to do a little more homework on that. Uh, here's the way he put it. And, and if you, I think it was uh, two shows ago on my archives, if you want to hear it back. This guy says, 
Father Coughlin, he got one part right. Was in the 1930s, he was a hate talker and he was an anti-Semite who was on every. Well, he didn't say he was on every week. He didn't know, but it was a weekly show, and he was very popular. And we had the American Nazi Party in the 1930s, prior to World War II, and they were Hitler fans. And this guy Coughlin, he played right into it, and it was a you know widely listened to show. <laughs> and what he said was. And he was on the air, and then uh, Roosevelt became president, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> it's not what happened. Dude, if you're going to bring that up, just do it right. No, he was on for a long time. He was, well, he was on the air well into Roosevelt's third term. And the, there's two reasons he was pulled off the air. One, the Vatican got pissed. They said, not a good idea. We want you off the air. That was one. But two, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Once we got involved in World War II, all of the American Nazis and all they crawled under a rock, including him. And they I don't know what they did. They promised him some uh, boys in the rectory or something. But he disappeared after that. And the World War II, if you were American uh, Hitler appreciating Nazi loving uh, douchebag like all of the Republican Party is now, uh, society just didn't want you around. So they went back into hiding during World War II. Otherwise, they got their ass kicked by anybody on the street, as it should be today. But no, he was on for, well, uh, like a decade. He was on a long time. And here's something else that you failed to mention. Uh, right after, in the 1950s, Hey Talk Radio went back on the air. The difference was, the difference was the fairness doctrine. There were alternative voices to listen to. So, Farmer Green Jeans on his tractor it was listening to uh, the Father Coughlin types that were on the air. Uh, but you also had progressive talk show hosts to listen to. So they heard everything. And as you heard Obama earlier mentioning that uh, we all got our news from one source. It was called, uh, let's see, the news. And as Obama said, which he just figured this out, uh, we don't get that anymore. No. We, we have our own bubbles. We have the right-wing bubble, the left-wing bubble, and nothing in between. There is no objectivity left in journalism. None. You pick your side, you pick your news. That's how it works now. But yeah, Obama was right. Even though he didn't pay any attention to it all eight years, he was right. We all got our news from a single source, and it was called The News. And all these hate talkers that are inciting the violence that's going on in Georgia right now with the threatening of the lives and all this, all of them that are on the air doing that prior to 1996, they all would have been fired and, uh, and, and blackballed. They would not have been able to work in the business again. That doesn't exist anymore. Why? Because the Democrats turn the other cheek and they don't give a crap about nothing. They give a shit about nothing when it comes to broadcast media. So it's going to continue this way unless something is done. So there, I got that off my my ample chest. And as for anybody's request, you're welcome to uh, write me uh, at the, thebritsummershow.com or contact me on Facebook, Boca Brit Summers on Facebook. And if you have a request, if I have it, I'll play it for you. Like this one right here. A Brit Summer Show staple. At your request. Just for you, Ernie. I have no pants on. No. I'm dancing in the nude right now. I'm shaking round, I wonder where 
Watch how it wiggles when I jerk. It's weaving and wagging. I like to watch it lobbing up and down. I shake my legs with my happy feet to make my button mushroom work. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now! My wee-wee's in motion. Now do you like it when I swing it around? Yeah, I can yank it, baby. And let me show you how it works. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now! Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now! Yeah, by special request. And, uh, and I don't have any pants on as I speak. You're know, listening to the Brit Summer Show. Uh, I, I failed to mention that a couple of weeks ago when I was on the uh, Nicole Sandler show, uh, she had me on there uh, to discuss the Transgender Recognition Day and uh, we got sidetracked into talking about broadcast media, which is what we really like talking about, because uh, <laughs> she understands. And she had Tom Steyer on her show, uh, who did a little tap dance around, and she was asking him the same thing Tom Hartman is. You want to invest in uh, progressive uh, media infrastructure? And on uh, Tom Hartman, uh, he just said, No. But uh, I, I, I didn't get around to mentioning that 2020, to make this year even worse, more of a nightmare, that uh, this is the highest murder rate ever this year for trans women. And let me just add to that. If we don't have a voice to counter the voices of hatred that are encouraging perpetuating this type of violent behavior, it will continue. But don't tell the Democrats that. Oh, we don't want to know. We watch Rachel. But there is some good news to go with that. On the bright side, here's something I'll be, why I'll bet you didn't know. In this country right now, we have over 700 LGBT elected officials serving in office right now, including the newly elected Sarah McBride, who was elected senator in Delaware, the first trans woman to be elected senator. Congratulations to her. Uh, forgive me for not mentioning it earlier. My mind gets uh, goes elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, no, not to mention Danica Rome. She's still state rep in uh, Virginia. And she got uh, reelected because she's doing really good work. Uh, so there have been some advancements. But at the same time, we've got right-wing media perpetuating this violence on uh, trans women. But on, on a slightly lighter note, depending on your perspective. And I love this story. Fred Eshelman. This is a man named Freddie Eshelman. Hey, Freddie, how you doing? He's a North Carolina investor. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> he donated $2.5 million to uh, a Houston-based thing called True the Vote. True the Vote, boy. Yeah, let's true the vote. <laughs> 
that claims to be an organization to uh, challenge election results in the seven battleground states, according to the lawsuit that he filed Wednesday in Texas. <laughs> Texas, boy. The, the organization said it needed over $7.3 million for its Validate the Vote project. <laughs> and he's a pharma exec, this guy, Fred Eshelman. And he's a big Trumper. And he sent $2.5 million. Well, well, here's the funny part. He sent the money in and they withdrew all the cases. Oh, sorry, but thanks for the money anyway. Freddie says, <laughs> Freddie says he regularly and repeatedly asked for updates and was met with vague responses, platitudes, empty promises, and follow-ups that never occurred. And <laughs> to the vote said they dropped the lawsuits in four states because they, they, they presented barriers to advancing our argument. Yeah, okay. But thanks for the $2.5 million. Have a happy day. <laughs> Stupid sucker. Moron. A pharma exec. You'd think they'd be smarter than that. I'm going to write you a check here for $2.5 million to true the vote. <laughs> According to the lawsuit, true the vote initially didn't respond to email by Eshelman seeking to return the funds and sought to delay giving the money back. Then the organization's attorney offered to return $1 million of it if Eshelman would go away. Poor Fred. What a moron. Moron. <laughs> what a maroon. I'm going to write a check so you can true the vote. So you can keep Trump in office. Yep, here's $2.5 million. Yeah. And then they, they took his money and they said, cock's a hoist. Yeah, well, just like the people that are giving uh, Trump the, uh, the Trump pack. Millions and billions of dollars to uh, do nothing. And just for him to line his pockets <clears throat> and go to Miralago and uh, just stay there. <laughs> you think they'll even get a thank you? You think they'll even get a coffee cup or a T-shirt? No, but they'll get the satisfaction of supporting a long-known New York scamster and con man. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're threatening each other. This poor guy, Gabriel Sterling. Uh, the uh, implementation manager uh, for voting in, in Georgia. Georgia. Well, <laughs> he was very upset. It has all gone too far. All of it. All of these things. Joe DeGeneva today asked for Chris Krebs, a patriot who ran CISA, to be shot. A 20-something tech in Gwinnett County today has death threats and a noose put out saying he should be hung for treason because he was transferring a report on batches from an EMS to a county computer so he could read it. It has to stop. Mr. President, you have not condemned these actions or this language. Senators, you have not condemned this language or these actions. This has to stop. We need you to step up and if you're going to take a position of leadership, show some. This is elections. This is the backbone of democracy. And all of you who have not said a damn word 
are complicit in this. Mr. President, it looks like you likely lost the state of Georgia. We're investigating. There's always a possibility. I get it. And you have the rights to go through the courts. What you don't have the ability to do, and you need to step up and say this, is stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. And it's not right. I, I, it's not right. No. Yeah, well, hey, Gabe, you, you voted for the guy as a fine Republican would do. This holiday season, it's the classic story of how one mean old person who hated this time of year had a change of heart. The JCC proudly presents How the Schmuck Stole Hanukkah. Every Jew down in Jewville liked Hanukkah a bunch, except the guy who lived just north, whom they all called the Schmuck. The Schmuck hated Hanukkah since the day he was born. If you ask him why, he'd just say, Get off my lawn! No one knew why he was full of this mush. But if you ask me, it was because he had a bug up his tush. Yes, the classic story of Dr. Schwoos comes to life. See how he hatches his sinister plan. Then with a grin, the schmuck yelled out, Eureka, I'll go down to Juville and steal Halloweeka. Hey, it rhymes. So he took all the presents, eight days worth of boxes, and he took all their candles, and he took all their loxes. Witness the magic as the schmuck sees the true meaning of Hanukkah. But the Jews weren't crying, though the Jew stuff was gone. He thought they'd be sad, but the schmuck, he was wrong. Then the schmuck smiled brightly as he looked down at them. Maybe Hanukkah means more than just candles and phlegm. So the schmuck came down to Jewville with presents in hand, and every Jew came to greet him, every Jew in the land. I brought back your gifts. I hope you're not sorry. I brought back your dreidels, your ties and menorahs. The Jews pondered about what they wanted to do. Then the mayor Jew said, I've got it, we'll sue. They said they'd sue for so much. The list was real high. We'll all sue you, schmuck. We'll all bleed you dry. <laughs> but then they all laughed, showing they were good sports. See, we were just joking. Spoke the judge, Mr. Schwartz. Then the schmuck sang with the Jews and danced until late. And at the end of the night, he lit candle eight. So don't miss How the Schmuck Stole Hanukkah. This production is rated eh. You've been listening to The Brit Summer Show, coming to you recorded online and on the air. On iTunes, Skyhawk Radio, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlo Channel, TheBritSummerShow.com, and SoundCloud. Well, thanks for tolerating uh, another hour of my intemperate rantings. Oh, and by the way, speaking of an intemperate ranter, the Diaper Don's very upset about being called the Diaper Don. Now, <clears throat> I had a show several months back where I titled it Diaper Don, and apparently, uh, I'm not taking credit for it, but all of a sudden there's a hashtag Diaper Don, and that uh, seemed to have upset <laughs> the Diaper Don. Seems like he shit his diapers over it. Uh, so if you see hashtag diaper Don, I highly, I highly recommend <laughs> that you pass that along. Share it and show you care. <laughs> He's all upset. He wants to shut down. I want to shut down Twitter. They make fun of me. They say I'm a baby and I cry and I'm a diaper Don. Yeah, well, you are. You're a big 74-year-old fat old baby. You're like... I'm more commending you to Jonathan Winters, who's growing backwards. That wraps it for this show. 
And that's the way I see the world from here. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, this is Britt Summer saying, Godspeed to Johnny Lightning, who's been a longtime supporter of the show and my official jingle guy. All those fun Pam's jingles you hear throughout my show have been provided by Johnny Lightning, who has been uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have the imaging that you used to hearing on this show. And the sweetest part about it was I, I never asked him, and he just provided it because he knew that's what it needed. And I'm grateful for that, and thank you, Johnny. I hope you get well. Uh, my best get well wishes to you. you find the fun. Radiates around the Brit Summer Show. <laughs>